Welcome to the Books on Air podcast. I'm Suzanne Harris, and on our podcast, we talk to the authors about themselves, we talk about their books, and we talk about their ideas, and we also find out the backstory behind each and every book. I have a very special guest with me today. Her name is Pieta Valentine, and she's here to talk about her fascinating book, The Resident's Voice from a Dementia Unit. Pieta, welcome to Books on Air. It's such a pleasure to have you as my guest. Thank you so much, Suzanne. I'm so happy to be here as well. (laughs) Well, you know, I was so surprised when I started to read the book that it's fiction. I expected this to be a treatise on dementia. I thought, oh, this. And I started to read the book, and you have done such a masterful job of telling (laughs) these patients' stories. I'm so curious. (laughs) How did this book come to be? It just smacks of reality. Are the patients (laughs) in the book real? Well, the thing is, it's based on my observations and experience experiences over 40 years of being a physio. So, you know, there's many people with dementia I've I've treated, but also the last eight years of my career, I've worked as a diversional therapist full-time in in dementia facilities. So I've been able to make pretty realistic characters. But the thing is, I didn't know I could write. I didn't know I could write like this until I just put a pen to paper and thought, well, I knew I had to get the message out there, but I wasn't sure how I was going to do it. I'd tried many ways and nothing had worked to that point. And I realized I needed to become like, well, a novelist and write it out. You know, I mean, patient privacy, I can't sort of talk about patients. So therefore, I had to create a novel to be able to get the message across, which is what I've done. When did you decide to write this? Was there some event that made you decide that you needed to put this down, or did you just decide to share this research? Well, look, really, I just just became a stronger and stronger voice within me that I realized I needed to become a voice for the residents, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, these these people are invisible. They haven't got a voice. They have so much they want to say, so much they need to say. And I realized that unless they were given a voice and this message went out that there's, A, there's so many positive practical things that you can do to help these people on a practical way to help the inner quality of life and the outer quality of life. And that also these people can actually think, even though their memory's gone, even though their past and present memory is affected, it doesn't mean they can't think, concentrate and focus. And their personality still exists in part, you know, if not completely. So that needs to be recognized and known. I think that what struck me now, I shared with you that my mother was an Alzheimer's patient. And as I've started to read this book, I sat there and I thought, I really wish that I had had this book when my mother was going through this because you've created the resident Jane, who is your first character (laughs) that you really have. And she's a a piece of work. She knows what's happening. She (laughs) doesn't like this. And then you, you have the therapist that she's working with, Daisy. And Daisy just keeps after her. And it's just, I love the way that the story 
unfolds, that you bring in the son, (laughs) David, and that you talk about the other children really don't want to have all that much to do with all of this, and they're kind of (laughs) close-minded, and so they're not interested in what mom's going through with this therapist. (laughs) It just sounded so... You have a knack. You have a real knack for creating characters. You really do. Yes, well, oh, thank you. I mean, I'm I'm so thankful that I do have that knack. I mean, you know, it is just some. I th- I read a lot. I think that's got a lot to do with it. I do read a lot, and so I found. And I think if you if you read a lot, you're you know much more likely to be able to be an author. I think that does make a difference. I could not agree with you more because I think <laughs> you you start to, as you're writing, you start to hear it in your head and that creative process yeah. sort of snaps into place. I couldn't agree with you more. But what I yeah. want our listeners to understand is that the book is actually two parts. The first part is the fictional stories about the residents of this facility, but then the second part is the really important part because that's where you put in all of the techniques and the ideas that people can yeah. actually put into practice with their own dementia patient. Tell me a little about that's that. That's right. Sorry, say that again, Suzanne? Tell me a little bit about that part. Oh, the positive practical techniques. Well, see, I've been um, 35 years as a physiotherapist, you know, and physiotherapists, it's all about positive practical techniques when you're a physio. There's no medication. We we don't medicate. So, um, you know, I went into this dementia work <laughs> with a physio attitude, you know, about um, physio is all about if you're not if you're not rehabilitating the patient, at least enable them to self-manage, you know? I mean, that was the attitude and ethos I went in to the, this unit. And when I initially went in, they were very shut down and shut off, both from themselves and, and each other. But I just felt like there must be something that we can do, you know, to help these people. And, you know, it was through this work and all these positive practical techniques, of which there are many, that I was finally able to get them to be able to concentrate. That was the big thing. And then after the concentration was established, they started to develop a little bit of confidence. And then from there, communication happened. And then from there, their their community was finally established. Now, was one of your positive techniques the same one that you use with Jane? That Daisy uses oh, with Jane? Oh, now that's Jane? very clever. That's very clever of you to ask that question. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> actually, it was. It was. She was key, actually, Jane, because actually, look, it took a long time. It was like an you know excavation dig, you know, like in Africa when they went, you know, looking for treasures, right? Um, in the Victorian era. So she was the one after me. After Jane persevered. No, Daisy persevered with Jane, right? And um, the technique with Jane was that she said that it was the fuzzy brain, fuzzy mind. That was what the dementia experience was, you see? That was actually, I actually inserted that in the story about that fuzzy brain, fuzzy mind because that was so important um, that I actually did in real life that actual experience. But the fuzzy brain, fuzzy mind, that was when I realised that... um, People with dementia are experiencing stress because when you, and I said to, you know, 
what I realised in time with the patients was that dementia is a spinning mind. There's two aspects to dementia. It's either spin out stress or it's a complete and utter blank. Those two things. Now, the spin out stress I knew that I could work with because with my physiotherapy work and pain, a lot of it is related to anxiety and tension and um, mental tension, mental stress. So that was how I sort of carried through the work with the group, particularly with the mental stress and spinning stress aspect. And that went right, right through to the group work and we worked on the stress, reduced the stress, got the concentration going and worked from there. But with with Jane, you had her do cards. I picked right oh, up yes, on that. That's right. I loved yes, that idea. Were, yes, yes. One or two patients really enjoyed that. Um, so with the cards, that was a, a Jane in particular. And I had had a patient like Jane. I have to admit. Um, and this woman had been um, into sport, very much into sport. She'd been a sports coach. She'd, um, she was high-level golf, high-level high level national um, player of tennis. And so all these motivational quotes of be positive, think strong, be strong, you know, be active, <clears throat> especially be strong, be positive. Those were the quotes that, they, that this particular woman liked. And she loved these cards and she used to take them around. And as a physiotherapist, I used to work with her with these cards. But that same technique, I took to the group. And rather than using the cards, we used the whiteboard as a card. Uh So the whiteboard became the card. And then I would just write up, you know, the name, the date, the the resident's name and their comments. And I'd bring it out, bring it out. What is it? What does positive mean to you? Why is it important to be positive? How can we be positive in our thoughts, our words, our actions, et cetera, et cetera? They loved that. Those workshops were fantastic. But it was from the idea of those cards that I did those whiteboard workshops with the residents. Did they recognize that they were getting, and I'm using my fingers here to do air quotes, better? Did they recognize they were getting better? They recognized that they were feeling better, <laughs> that's for sure. Good. Because when they were stuck in dementia stress and all of that, once they can come through um, a different cognitive pathway, a different thinking pathway, which is actually through the intellect, once they can start thinking and focusing through the intellect, they actually start to get what you will know as presence, presence of mind, you know, and when that happens, then they can start experiencing peace of mind and that's when they get the relief from their dementia so they were very very motivated to do this work I just think this is terrific I mean this is unique I don't think that another book has been written about this idea and about these techniques am I right that's right yes who do you think the target audience for the book is I'm sure when you were writing the book Pieta, you had people in mind who would use it. Who do you think will will use it? Look, it's been a big range. You know, um, firstly, I thought the relatives, the relatives of the residents that are in dementia facilities and friends that are caring for them, um, and then also people outside who are dealing with people, you know, not dealing with, who are caring for people with dementia. But I've actually found, as I was explaining to you pre-interview, that young people, especially in America, most of my followers on YouTube and TikTok are America and Canada, um, 60% actually from America, 40% America, 20% Canada. And the young people 
who in America, so many are caring for their parents and their grandparents, you know, at home on their own, if you can possibly believe it. I mean, they are so courageous and so strong. And they've taken a big interest in this uh, dementia work I do because each of these positive practical techniques, I've done one little video on every on every technique, you know, one video on how to settle low-level anger, one video on how to settle moderate-level anger, one video on how to settle high, what you can, what you have to do about high-level anger, because it's different for all the levels of everything is different. And so I've had to go through everything, you know, pretty much to explain all the techniques in detail. <laughs> oh, but Peter, I just think you have absolutely, if you'll pardon an American expression, hit the proverbial nail on the head. I think by <laughs> doing the YouTube videos and by doing the TikTok, I mean, TikTok is so hot. You are reaching that audience because they are so into the videos and they're so into the instructional videos. Oh, You're actually, that's a, thank you so much for saying that. They absolutely seem to be thriving on this instructional videos, and I actually didn't get that until you told me now. Thank you so much. Certainly. You're an influencer. Have you thought about yourself that way? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let me be the first to tell you, you're, you're turning into an influencer, Pieta, in the most positive sense of that word. Be, because there are people, I know when my mother had Alzheimer's, I had no idea what to do. And I, I watched her just slip away. And oh, if I had known, if if we had been in a, in the position that you had written this book then, and TikTok and YouTube had been in place then, I would have oh, had yes. different strategies, and I would have probably yes. treated the whole situation very differently. So thank you, yes. thank you, thank you for doing this. Yeah, thank you so much, Suzanne. It's sad. It's sad, of course, you know, when we've, we've tried our best, but it was everything has its time and place, doesn't it? Yes, it does. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. yeah. And I want us to talk a little bit more about the TikTok and about the YouTube, but I want to make sure that people know that they can buy the book. It's available. Yeah on Amazon. Now let me give you specific titles and let me do some spelling for you. If you go to Amazon, there's a, a if you've never purchased a book from Amazon, there's a sort of a long gray box that's the search feature. On the left-hand side there are categories. If you choose books and then in the search feature you type the residents R E S I D E N T S voice, colon, from a dementia unit by Pieta, P-I-E-T-A, Valentine, V-A-L-E-N-T-I-N-E. Click on it. The book will come right up. And in the upper right-hand corner of the representation of the book cover, you'll see two words, look inside. Now, if you have never done anything on on Amazon or if you've looked at books and thought, what does that mean? Put your cursor on the two words, look inside, click on it, and the book will electronically open. You'll be able to see a table of contents and then you'll be able to read parts of the book. Now, if you if you go to the paperback book and if you read the paperback book, there's a little bit more than there is if you read the Kindle version. 
So just know that if you want to read a little more, and I did, so I started looking to see if I could find more. There's a little bit more there on the paperback version, but it's it's available in Kindle paperback. And is it available in hardback as well, Pieta? Yes, yes it is, yes. Now, we've told them that they can find it on Amazon, but you have a website. Let's tell them your website address, and then let's talk about how they can find the book on your website. Yes, so it's www.pietervalentine.com. And when they go there, what will they find? So, actually, there's everything um, about the two books, about me, about my background, etc. And if they wish to, um, so it's nice for them to view the website. We put quite a bit of work into that. And actually, all the YouTube the YouTube videos are on that website too, which is another point. Um, so if you don't want to subscribe to YouTube, you can actually go into that video to find the um, YouTube videos. And then buy, B-U-I, B-U-Y, buy at the very bottom when you scroll down on the main page is where you can buy the books under buy. Excellent. Excellent. Now let's talk about, you have a YouTube channel. How can I find yes. you if I'm someone that wants to go to YouTube? How can I find you on YouTube? Okay, so basically you you do need to subscribe and become, you know, to YouTube, the channel itself, as we all know, whichever, you know, social media site we are on. So most of what, I don't, I think it's 60, 70 people, 60, 70% of people are subscribed to YouTube anyway. But if you're not, you will need to subscribe to YouTube. And then all you need to put in is Peter Valentine Dementia, and then it will all come up. Now, how about TikTok? How do we find you on TikTok? Same thing, Pieta Valentine Dementia, and, and then it will all come up. And Facebook? Uh, yeah, the same, probably on just Pieta Valentine for Facebook, I would think. I think you're... Because I, it's an unusual name. It's an unusual name, so pretty much if you put in just my name, it will come up. But if you put in Dementia as well, that's just double, you know. What do you really want to tell the listeners? If you could look the people who are listening to us right now in the eye, what do you want to say to them about the importance of this book? Because this is a book that if I have someone that's suffering from dementia, I'm, I'm going to buy this book and I'm going to yeah. sit down and I'm going to begin to read it and I'm going to enjoy that first part because you're a very good writer and they will enjoy the <laughs> stories and it's, it's so it's so interesting and really fun to watch Jane and Daisy interact and, and see how their relationship changes. And everybody knows that, you know, there's always going to be one kid, one child that's the one that, that interacts with the facility and the rest <laughs> of the children don't want to have anything to do with it. We all know that, that that's really the way it is and that you sort of have that happen in the first part of the book. But the second part of the book is the treasure. That's where the information is that tells me techniques and ideas and things that I can do. So what do you want to say to that, that listener that will become a reader about the book in general and about those techniques in particular? Well... What I would like to say is, firstly, there are so many techniques, you know, um, and you can scroll through the videos 
you can read through the epilogues at the end of the book to get which techniques uh, you're going to, to I put them in as best in order as I can um, in terms of entering the unit, everything you need to know about, you know, um, security, setting up the room, um, the staff, hierarchies, doctors' meetings, clinical notes, how to prepare for doctors' meetings, all of that for when you go into the unit and then once the person is in the unit, everything about activities, anger, anxiety, depression, how to help that, et cetera, et cetera. But Within all that, what I would really like the, um, the people to know out there is that these wonderful people, these wonderful people with dementia, if given the opportunity, if, if these positive practical techniques are applied, mostly, if they have the will and the wish, they can still think. If they are diverted to be able to th- think through the positive channel of the intellect and get away from the ravages of the mind and the mental havoc of dementia. I love that positive message. I really do. And to me, when I started to think about this, I thought, all right, what I would like to do, because I think you've really dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's here with the learning, because you've presented this to me in written form so that I can have the book And if I'm a person who needs to read those directions about how to do the technique, I'll have it in front of me. But then I can go to TikTok or I can go to YouTube and I have a video so that you demonstrate. So that to me is just, that's the best of both worlds. I get to be able to look. Excellent. Oh, yeah. I get to be able to look at it and then I can read it. And if, if I forget something, I can always go back and I can try it again. Mm -hmm. And I think, Adults who have parents that they're dealing with uh, dementia, grandchildren, you know, I I just think this book is just so valuable. I want to thank you for writing the book, and I want to thank you so much for being my guest today. It's just been an absolute pleasure. Oh, wonderful, Suzanne. It's been a pleasure for me as well. And thank you to the listeners, and thank you to all of you out there working so hard with people with dementia. And I do hope that this makes it easier for you so you haven't got the stress of having to wade through all the information out there to find these positive practical techniques. It's all, you know, set out nicely so that you can follow it, you know, um, just like learning how to read or write or whatever, ABC method. (laughs) I love it, the ABC method. I mean, it's really the ABC method for dementia in a way. It really is. That's great. I love that. Pieta, you are just wonderful. It's just been such a pleasure. And remember, I want everyone to remember that they can find this book, The Resident's Voice from a Dementia Unit, on Amazon. And it's written by Pieta, P-I-E-T-A, Valentine, V-A-L-E-N, T-I-N-E. You've been listening to the Books on Air podcast brought to you on webtalkradio.net. You can also hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Spotify. I'm Suzanne Harris, and I so hope that you'll join me for my next Books on Air podcast because remember, you never know what we're going to talk about, and you never know who's going to be here. Thank you so very much for listening.